How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 304 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. That's me. I'm uh, headed to work. It's a little after midday, and I'm headed there a little early so that I can rest from my walk to work because it's a couple miles and I still don't have a consistent ride. The weather has been colder lately. A little bit more inclement. Inclement! That, um... That joke, that's not even a joke, because it has been more inclement, but the way I said it is a reference to the way Stephen Wright says, instruments, instruments, and so I married an axe murderer. <sighs> it's kind of a deep cut. <laughs> <coughs> Well, yeah, I'm walking to work, and saw Zombieland 2 last night with a good friend, and it was cool. It was a fun movie. It didn't make me go, it didn't... <laughs> Like, I wasn't, uh, keeled over laughing. Except there was one joke that got me really hard, and I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> there was, like, a lot of in the moment stuff and um it was cool to see um Thomas Middleditch and Luke Wilson show up and that's not a spoiler you see their names in the credits in the very beginning But, yeah, had some food, I grabbed the, uh, wow, brakes, oh shit, I got, um, a Whopper from the T-Mobile Tuesdays app for free. Shit. Starting to get cold for my hands to hold my phone, so I'm gonna stop for a second. Pull my hands into my sleeves. Yeah, all right. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Pull my left hand into my sleeves, but then also have it on my cane. Because that's how I gotta walk right now. That's how I gotta deal with life right now. I'm walking with my cane. Oh, big development in the last week at work. I know I've been talking about how I need to um, tell my boss that I need to work less so that I can send in an appeal to social, social security disability so that I can get monetary help from them, which can also lead to 
medical help from them. And I did it. I asked my boss. This was... I think this was a week ago. Maybe... It was like Saturday. So... If you're listening to this on Friday when it drops, Saturday is when I did it. And I just said, hey, uh, I need to bring my hours back to 25 a week because it's uh, then then I'll meet the maximum allowed um, gross earnings income by fucking social security because the amount I was making they just look at that amount and then they just deny it implicitly they're like you're fine you're doing fine you're working this much you must be fine it's like no motherfucker I am not fine I'm working this much because I want to move out of my parents place give them their lives back and get me back on my feet <sighs> and um, yeah I I mailed in the appeal it went through the mail yesterday and it's one zip code number over so it's, it's going to go right to their office it's handwritten well the envelope and then there's a part to handwrite the reason for your appeal in the form that I filled out <sighs> It's a lot of bullshit bureaucracy where they have to keep their asses covered, but in order for them to do that, they have to screw over a lot of people who don't have the time or energy or know-how to go through all this bullshit on their own. And I mean, one of the only reasons that I'm able to Because, like, I don't know, I feel like I understand legalese enough to where if you read it, you'll probably understand it. So that's where I'm at. Just trying to represent myself in this cruel, cruel world that doesn't want to believe that people get sick and can't afford to get better. (coughs) Gross. Whoa. That bird is stationary and flapping its wings. What the hell? That was such a fucking trip. Oh shit. Either, sorry. Either they were riding the wind perfectly in one spot. Now it's gone? What the fuck? I looked away for one second. Uh. Okay. All right. If there was any ever, wow, if there was ever any proof of a simulation, I mean, that could have been a little bit of it. Fuck, that was weird. It looked like this bird was trying to move forward or up, and it was just flapping its wings in place, in the air, not suspended by anything. seemingly not being stopped by anything. That was so fucking weird. 
Oh, I wish someone else saw that. And then, like it was a glitch or something, the bird broke free of its invisible cage and then flew up to this, the top of the stoplight. And then, as I was looking away because I was looking forward to walk across the street for maybe two seconds. I looked back up to see the bird perched where it had perched and it was gone. And it's not like there was some place where it could have flown real quick to avoid me seeing it. Man, that was so weird. Whoa. Well, birds, huh? <laughs> what the fuck? Just imagine, like, oh, just imagine a bird gets caught in a giant, giant spider web that's not attached to anything. <laughs> And it looks like it's trying to fly away. It was just chilling in place. What the fuck? And it, it wasn't even going up or down a little bit with the wind. It was just flapping in place. Okay. Well, I'm not entirely convinced that we're in a simulation. But there's a possibility. That's crazy. Okay. Let me get off that bird. Bird talk. To get back to regular talk. Um. So yeah, Zombieland was like medium. There was a couple cool moments. Um, there's this one, I won't spoil it, but there's this one part where one of the characters was alluding to something that could be so cool. And then you see the setup for that thing pretty soon after they talk about it. And then you're like, okay, well that's probably gonna happen. And it happened. <laughs> it was more than foreshadowing, it was like five shadowing. my schedule. Okay. Get back to that point. Um, so my manager tries to kind of talk me out of working less instead of working full-time. And they're like, um, are you sure this is going to be, um, more beneficial this way with the amount of medicine, or not amount of medicine. Are you sure this is gonna be more beneficial? I mean, money-wise? And I was like, I haven't been looking out for my health. When I initially took this job, it was because, A, it was a day, literally a day after I got here. 
and I was hired pretty much on the spot. And then B, because, uh, I don't know, I thought I could handle it at least for a little bit. And C, because I didn't know there was some fucking arbitrary amount of money that you're allowed to make before the government decides for you that you're fine. You're fine. You're making this money, much money, you're fine. And so I go, this is gonna, hopefully, once the appeal goes through, I'll start getting monetary compensation for time lost, for times that I wasn't able to work, and for current times. (coughs) And, and hopefully then I'll also be able to get medicine because when I called the number for Medicare for all because Utah is the only state that's doing it right now oh shit this helicopter saw me talk about that bird that was flapping in place Fuck you, helicopter! It's a weird looking helicopter. Um, so yeah, Utah's the only place doing Medicare for all. And in order for me to qualify for it, I had to call the number. They're riding really slow. More simulation proof. Fuck you, slow ass helicopter. So in order for me to be even considered for Medicare for all, to get medicine, to heal up from my Lyme disease, I have to first pass the first level of interrogation, which is you're making this much money? That's nah, too much. Ah, you're fine. So, I lessened my hours, and that new schedule started yesterday. But yesterday I was off work. Like I said, saw Zombie Lynn too, ate some food. And today I'm walking to work. Recording the podcast and just figuring out life. You know, I had like, (laughs) I had a near sex dream last night. It's not because I woke up when the sex was about to happen, it's because both. Both I and the other interested party were uh, a little hesitant. And it's mostly because in the room that we were in, it was like, oh, anyone could walk in at any time, or I don't remember the exact reasons for all of the hesitance, but it was just very edgy. (laughs) I was like, man, that's not necessarily what I would want out of a maybe sex dream. It was chill, though. I woke up and I was like, what? Those are cars. Those are vehicles passing me. Ooh. You know what would be super interesting is... 
if if it was a simulation that some people probably most people are real and it started out somewhere and and have a full life story and then some people though are just programs or simulations of humans this is what a human does this is what a human thinks like talks like acts like and that gives a strong argument for the president (laughs) (sighs) meaning he's he's a simulation time traveler with a brain that is turned to mush from all the time travel. And even if even if this was all a simulation, there's no absolutely no reason that it would be a flat earth. I still think that's a really really dumb theory even compared to the simulation theory. Um, Let's see. Been playing some more games. I don't know if I talked about it last time or if I had played it yet, but started playing Elite Dangerous in VR, which is a space, space flight game where you go around and shoot at different bad guys in space and different uh, obstacles and I think there's a whole system where you can go and just collect minerals and like go sell them and get more credits and stuff and you probably barely have to fight at all in the game if you don't want to. But there was an element of, I was trying to learn pitch and yaw and roll on my controller. And shit, man. Like if, if you've ever played a video game that requires a controller, but then you can also play with keyboard and mouse. The difference in control that you have with your keyboard and mouse is night and day. It's incredible how how much more control you have keyboard and mouse. So I was playing on controller and I was like, this sucks. This just doesn't feel right. And then I tried to play on keyboard and mouse and I looked up a tutorial and this YouTube tutorial guy is speaking in a Scottish accent I'm like that's pretty cool it's kind of like Uncle Scrooge is teaching me how to fly (laughs) teaching me how to where to put my key bindings and it's like a half hour video and I was like enthralled. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try that, I gotta try that. Gonna change this button to that, of course. That makes much more sense. And then I was feeling a lot more control while I was flying. It's still not up to where it could be. Um, very fun game though. Like when you see the ship that you're going after, the drone in training mode, you see it pass you on your left or your right, or above you or below you. You can turn your head and see them fly by and see where you have to go. Because it's in VR, baby! Got all the dimensions. Oh, another thing is I think I need to turn my settings way lower 
so that one day I can stream it because I tried to stream it and only audio came through. And so that it'll be a lot less jumpy when I turn my head or just try and focus on the small thing that I'm trying to do. dad got me some soluble it's like water soluble CBD solution because he loves me <laughs> and he knows that I hate taking pills and he knows that my knowledge of, of cannabis as medicine is far above the knowledge of lots of people in Utah including my mom she probably never would have thought of that as a solution but has heard about it a little bit I'm like yeah welcome to the future which this plant has been around for thousands of years probably millions of years and it's a definite help. It's been helping my muscles not feel so achy all the time. But that's not a permanent solution to me getting rid of all the bacteria from the Lyme disease, healing up, being able to walk without a cane, being able to exercise and rebuild muscle. Fuck! I can't wait till that day. <sighs> That's a big reason that I said, hey, I need to work less hours. And he was like, is this going to be good for you monetarily? And I was like, listen. <sighs> listen. Thank you for your concern. I have not been looking out for number one. I got to look out for my health. And if I go, yeah, I'll just get healthy later because money, then I'll die of Lyme disease. And people will go, huh, he just got sicker and sicker. I wonder why. Well, because he kept working full time at this fucking job that is fine. The best thing about the job is the people I work with. Like the food is good and And the work is fine, but the crew is pretty tight. And it's, there's some tomfoolery, but then there's also like downtimes and you just get to know people and um, makes the time go by a little faster, but Oh yeah, I keep talking about this restaurant I'm going to open, and I'm not going to talk too much about it on here, because then my idea will get stolen, and someone will just make it, and then I'll go, ah, shit. That was my idea. Don't anybody talk about it. One, this one guy I work with was like, oh, you have, you write music? And I was like, yeah, I've been writing music for 20 years and piano and guitar. And there's a link to my band camp. He's like, oh, sweet. I'm going to check that out. I'm like, cool. Word of mouth is going to be, gonna, maybe going to get me a lot further than word of podcast or word of social media with my music anyway. I don't know. We'll see. 
it's like, how much music have I sold off of my band camp? Maybe one or two songs. That's it. So if one more song gets sold because this guy I work with is like, hey, I'll check out your band camp. Hell yeah. Buy my shit. Buy my art. There's another slow-ass helicopter. It doesn't look like a police helicopter. Um, uh, buy my shit. Really glad you came. Bandcamp.com. How about Dougathan.threadless.com. Go to twitch.tv slash Dougathan. Follow me on there if you want to watch me play video games. Or you don't have to watch me play all the time. Just follow me on there. I think once I get up to 50 followers, then I might start being able to make money through playing video games on Twitch. Which would be fucking phenomenal. What time is it? Two, a little after two. I start work at four today. We started having to wear name tags at work, which is really lame. Um, because the service does speak for itself, but also my name's on your ticket. My name's on every food ticket that comes through, every shake that's ordered has my name printed on it. That if someone wants to know my name, just fucking ask me. You don't gotta look down at my name tag and go, thanks, Doug. I'm like, ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Thank you, stranger. It's dumb. Um oh yeah. I was gonna maybe go up for the Wise Guys open mic in Salt Lake. But I did not get the guarantee that I was on the list. So that's why going out to eat and Zombieland 2 happened last night. <sighs> I heard on a podcast that there's this open mic that happens and they were like, we, it's every week on whichever day and if you show up, you go up. I'm like, that's fucking awesome because then you're not waiting in the audience like a fucking uh, hopeless wanderer, a hopeless fucking comic. Being like, I hope they call my name. And 11 years in, I'm like, it's not the fucking greatest way to run a show. But if you're guaranteed to go up, then fuck yeah. I think the Tuesday 
I think the Tuesday one is a guarantee for anyone who shows up and its names pulled out of a bucket, four names at a time, but there's like three and a half different rooms that people can be in at any point. On that night. Plus there's a whole spot where you can go to just sit and and purposely not have any eye contact with the stage. It's like cool. Cool, I get, I get that that room is going for more of a lounge vibe, but fucking shit, man. Tear down the wall that's between the couch and the stage so that even if you're sitting on that fucking couch, you have to be somewhat facing the stage. Because otherwise, you're just sitting there and ordering food and not caring about the comedy that's going on right in front of your, or right next to your fucking face. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. Um, So yeah, last two weeks, last two weeks I have not gone up At the wise guys stage. And that's fine. Fuck. It's currently the monolith of stand up in Utah. Which is boring. It's like, oh, it'd be like if the comedy store was eternally the only place to do stand-up in in LA. It's like the comedy store is cool. The comedy store is great sometimes, but other times, you're like, I don't want people to have a two-item minimum plus paying to get in. It's a wild, wild, wacky world that I've decided to be a part of 11 years ago. 12 almost. Shit. I think I did my first stand-up competition in 2007? say 2007 I wasn't that ready and I just kind of did my own thing and was like this could be funny this will be funny I'll bring my guitar up play a little music that could be funny and I got some laughs but it wasn't until I was about eight years in seven or eight years in where I found found who I was on stage people call it finding your voice and it's an it's a very interesting transition between oh boy I don't know if I could make people laugh in this room and no matter what happens, I'm gonna get some laughs in this room. <laughs> and I think once that transition happens up in your mind, 
in your heart, in your body, you start to just know what's funny and and intrinsically you start to go from A to E instead of A to C or A to B A to B to C go A to E you get ahead of the crowd and you know it's funny and you wait a couple seconds or however long it takes and you get a couple chuckles and you're like they got it but with um, all the access to stand up that people have these days from all the different social medias and all the different streaming platforms and there's podcasts that have people do stand up from their act and from all those different points of access it's hard to get a grip on anyone's attention for very long um shit the last let's see and there's a, a ton of amazing talented comedians out there who people don't know about because they've been so spread out or people do know about because they've been so spread out and uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to get at here it's tough to break into the stand-up world I, I was talking to someone about stand-up comics and it's like most of the time it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it most comics have a day job because that's just the nature of the beast it's like you don't get start paying you don't start getting paid good money for doing stand-up for a while and there's people who get lots of attention through from stand-up TV shows and again having stand-up on a podcast and maybe you'll get booked on this show and this show and that show but you're still going to need some sort of day job or some sort of income <clears throat> once I saw Patreon popping up for so many different podcasts I was like oh no this is the direction it's all headed where it's some corporation being like I'll step in and help you out a little bit but of course give me a piece because I'm helping you out and and you do because it's tough not to and then you're locked into a, a pay structure type of world and business and not everyone can afford that we're all commodities capitalism owns us all oh shit and I just got to work I'm gonna blow my nose here real quick holy shit
Meanwhile, my work still doesn't have a fucking break room to go when you want to be away from customers. Which is kind of a lot. Like, when you're on your break and you have to hang out with or next to customers that you just served, it fucking sucks. Because not only can they still interact with you when you're on your break, they can talk to you. Any employee can come over and talk to you. And we only get a half hour break and it's unpaid and it's bullshit. It's like not, it's not enough time to be like, ah, that was nice. Now 45 minutes to an hour, that's a good chunk of time. And if there's a break room where you could go to be away from it all for, I don't know, 30 minutes. 30 minutes to an hour. It'd be really fucking nice. Um, I think I'm going to head in soon, end the episode. <clears throat> what else can I talk about? I went to Popeyes in the last week and got. The $7.99, five pieces, two biscuits, two sides deal. Which is a pretty solid coupon. And one reason I left the house to go to Popeye's was my nephew was watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that movie is so beautiful and so fucking awesome that... I started crying while I was watching it just because it's so good it's so good and like I was just thinking about all the art that went into it and all the time that went into it and yeah these are mega corporations that don't care about us on a human level they just care about the bottom line just care about money but sometimes really fucking amazing art comes through all that and so my nephew was watching it and it was on very 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 low volume cause my mom I don't know has an aversion to media it's gotten weird like when you make a decision to not watch anything unless it's Rated G. It's like, what the fuck? Rated G movies are literally made for children. And adults can watch them and enjoy them too. But if you don't watch other movies that other adults watch, it's like, oh, how am I going to relate to this person? I don't know. Hopefully somehow. Um, but yeah, the volume was on super duper low, and I was just remembering how fucking awesome that movie was, and I started crying, and I was like, I'm gonna excuse myself and just go to Popeye's for a little bit, and, uh, and then I tweeted about how, like, these filmmakers, these famous, lauded filmmakers through history who have been coming out and saying comic book movies are not cinema it's like that's the most pretentious bullshit you could ever put your high horse onto it's like who fucking cares what you think about movies that you're not at all involved with entertainment's 100% subjective you either enjoy it or you don't and what it, whatever the source material is attached to is arbitrary because you either enjoy it or you don't. It either makes money or it doesn't. And that's the that's it. That's it with entertainment. And yeah, people going, oh, 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 that isn't cinema. Cinema must have deep, deep-seated drama and actors who. <laughs> only play their role if 
like I, I can only think of how interesting it would have been to act with Dan, act against Daniel Day Lewis, who stays in character the entire time, and who, like, when they were shooting whatever movie they were shooting, there was there was some like cranes or some equipment in the background way beyond the cameras and. He was like, we need to clear that. Otherwise, I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's like, act like they're not there, dude. Like, it's not a far reach. <coughs> this isn't cinema. <laughs> That's what people sound like when they say that comic book movies aren't cinema. <laughs> it's preposterous. My monocle just fell two fathoms deep into the abyss of this world which we call entertainment. <laughs> um, so yeah, Francis Ford Coppola, you've, you've made some awesome stuff. Love to work with you one day. Um, Martin Scorsese, samesies. Um, but... Yeah, you are not the arbiters of what is considered cinema. You just make your stuff. People like it or they don't. And it makes money or it doesn't. That's it. Whatever, However much heart was put behind it is up to the creator. And, and, and whether someone's just gathering a paycheck or not is arbitrary to the, the fact of how much it's enjoyed and who enjoys it. And if that's not cinema, then I don't know what is cinema. Semicolon. <sighs> All right. I'm going to head in in this episode. Hmm. <sighs> This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And I'll think of a title later. Alright. Later.